the world. Welcome to Black Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. This is your boy, Stanley. My darling, Shala, is now connecting as well. Can I hear you? Are you there? (laughs) Hello. That was really quick. I just did the intro. (laughs) We almost missed it together. I was listening. How are you doing today? It has been a busy day. <laughs> it has been a busy day. <laughs> it has been a busy day. I was trying to connect my headphones too, and like my AirPods are just not connected to my phone. I think uh-huh. they're still just connected to my computer. So, uh-huh. Which means uh-huh. I have to close the window. Oh. Like crazy traffic on the block. I don't know. It's just, it's such a Wednesday. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is such a Wednesday. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Now it's officially summer. It is officially oh, summer. Oh, which, yeah, I guess that started like this weekend, huh? Yeah, on like the 20th. And it's just crazy yeah. because we are now having the summer in a quarantine during the pandemic. So I don't know how things are going to go for the, rest of, uh, for the rest of the summer. I thought we... I mean, I, it's, it's hot. Yeah, it is hot. But I'm <laughs> that talking, mask on outside, it's like you can't breathe. Oh, yeah. walking up a hill. With that mask on in 93 degree weather, it is not cute. Oh, I know, I know. And then this, and we just started, so it's going to only get more humid. Yeah, and, it's going to be pretty hot summer. Yeah, and I'm like wondering what's going to happen when it's, when we're all sweating. Because now, even when I'm walking around, I'll take my mask. Not, I won't take it off usually, but what I'll do is I'll pull it down so that my nose or my mouth is hanging, you know, that it's just not covered. And then I'll put it on when I see someone like walking you know, walking towards me or something. I'll do that. But yeah, I, I haven't been, yeah, it's still like the early stages of the summer. I'm wondering how people are going to be. Because I feel like. I realize I'm going to get super tan this summer because I'm oh, yeah. already really tan. Uh-huh. And it's only June 23rd. Yeah. Oh, sweat now. <laughs> oh. Are you planning on doing? Are you planning on going to the beach or anything? I know you love the beach. I hope so. You know, I wanted to go to the beach yesterday. <laughs> it was oh, like ninety-three right. degree degrees yesterday. I was, I was so like, I wish I could go to the beach. I mean, obviously, I work full time. Yeah. Um, so beach days have to be reserved to the weekends. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh my god, or just take a day off or something, like take a vacation day. It was so hot yesterday, and it I was can't. just the perfect time to go to the beach. Yeah, and you, um, how was it, like, because now they opened up in New York, they opened up, like, uh, we're in phase two, so people can have, can eat outside, they have, some restaurants have the outdoor seating, I've seen them setting it up, so it's, um, and they're supposed to, like, social distance and all of that stuff, how was that for you? I don't know if you can call it outdoor seating per se. Like they literally <laughs> have created these makeshift spaces. So we went to this place um, in the city that has really good pasta. Um, we had gone there on Valentine's Day and the, the food was really good. And so I've been kind of wanting to go. It's on Prince Street. So it's a mm-hmm. very chill street. It's a one-way street. So I understand it on the street like that, where they've basically taken the, the gutter, like parking spots. Oh, God. And they've made, like, tents and stuff. They've put up tents, and then they put up, like, barriers, of course, so cars can't just come hit the people. And <laughs> set up, they've set up seats there. Um, and we ended up sitting, like, in the seating that was just kind of right inside and outside of the restaurant's door uh-huh. so we weren't in the street because the baby moms was not okay so he's like i'm not sitting in the street and i and for me i was like on prince i get it but 
Then we see it like in our neighborhood. It's on Fifth Avenue, which is like a crazy two way street with bike yeah. lanes on each side. And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh uh-huh. you can't do that. We can't do that. I'm no. Like, no. Uh-huh. Like, Maria's, I love you, but uh, I don't know what y'all doing. And uh-huh. the odd thing is, this Maria's, not to, to point out a particular place, but you know, we love Maria's. We go there for brunch. They have outdoor seating in the back. Yeah. The problem is that you wouldn't know that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to, and then also maybe the back was full, <laughs> you know, That's and it's true. like these, these restaurants have to try to make as much money as they can, especially to make up for all this revenue lost in the past few months. So creating these makeshift seating areas in the front, if that's what they got to do, that's what they got to do. I respect it. Um, there are just certain streets that I'm like, nah, I, I can't do it. Like, this yeah. is so busy. This is damn near a highway. Like, I'm not <laughs> Street. The best restaurants are the ones on the corners because then they have that front that yeah uh, both sides yeah yeah and then they get that little bit of the inside of the block. We've seen mm-hmm. that where they'll create an L around their business, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's smart. But they probably were doing that already in the summer a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think most places who had the space to have outdoor seating in the front were already doing it because that means there's more people. That's more money that they can um that they can um that they can generate yeah i wonder okay. what it is because did you feel like they had placed the seating like six feet apart or enough for social distancing yeah it was decent enough uh-huh. yeah I don't i don't feel like anybody felt like they were on top of each other to yeah. the point where it was like no you need to move this table like we certainly weren't and i wasn't really thinking about anybody else and i sat <laughs> i didn't uh-huh. sit on the same side of the table as him but I did sit almost, I sat in the L position because okay. I just see everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were feeling it. You were like, yeah. I was so hyped last night. Like, I was just so excited. You don't even understand. Like, we, our timing was perfect because we got there just early enough that they still had a couple of tables available. But uh-huh. also, and then also we got home at a decent time. But it was still late, late enough that we'd be eating dinner normally anyway. Yeah. So it was perfect. Because then it was a point where it just was packed. And it was like people were standing waiting. <laughs> to get oh, seen. yeah. Yeah. This one restaurant was bumping. It, I was just like, I don't even understand. Like, what are they putting on their food? Because... They they were smart because they kind of had like a little cul-de-sac corner. Oh. Um, they really maximized the space, but there were so many people just waiting to go there too. I'm like, what does their food taste like? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I always, because some restaurants, like the ones on the water and like the ones that have like this interesting, like how Park, the place in, that's not me, where is that? It's not me packing, where? Yeah, kind of in me packing. The park, yeah. Yeah, the park. Like how they kind of have this weird outdoor indoor type of vibe. I wonder is oh, yeah. how it works for them. Like it because it's still technically inside, but some of them have like completely open but it's doors. Outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this I, place. Sorry, what? No, I was like, is, is the park still open? I don't it's know, girl. Closed. I don't know when's the last time I've been over there, oh but. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. But, you know, we have places in New York where they have, like, they'll have indoor, but then they have really expansive outdoor areas that are kind of like the walls are constructed with maybe partial roofs. And you're like, well, what are you doing? What is your, you know, what what do you have to do with as far as your capacity and all of that? I yeah, mean, it, I would imagine that's considered outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would assume if you didn't have a roof or if you had a partial roof, then it's considered outdoor. 
but I, I, I don't know. But then I think too, you still can't have a certain amount of people in that area, even though it's outdoor. I have no, you know, I'm not a scientist. Let me stop. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let me stop. I'm like, I don't know, girl. <laughs> you're trying. You're trying. I'm trying. We, are, we are finally in phase two. We're excited. You know, yes. you're going for it. You're trying to see. You throw in something at the wall, seeing what sticks. Is that I right? know. We are, um, we're renting, it's Josh's birthday this on Friday. So we are um, renting a car and um, we're going, which we've done a, a few times um, since the pandemic, we're renting a car and we're going to go to Philly. And um, his, his brother and his brother's girlfriend, they're, we're going to go to the beach and just chill for a little bit, you know, to celebrate. And um, I haven't been to the beach. I don't know how the beaches are going to be. And I'm worried because I know that you know, we're all going to go and then we're all expecting to have a good time. But what if it's crazy on the beach? You know, that is just like... It very well might be. Yes. And people this, are dying to get out. Yes, people are dying to get out. And of course, you know, me, I'm definitely, you know, I'm one of the people who I think has been very much like, nope, don't talk to me. You know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that during this pandemic. And I am not about sitting on the beach with someone like two feet away from me you know, just relax. And I'm like, nope, I can't do this. But, you know, I also feel bad if I'm like, it's your birthday. We drove all the way here and now I got to go sit in the car <laughs> or like go somewhere else because I'm not trying to um, catch it. Yeah, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it works. Put your mask on. You'll be yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm going to put my mask on. And I know already too, I was thinking, I was like, I know there are going to be people just smoking. I was in the park the other day working oh. and um, the people just smoking. And I'm like, why are you, like, you know, cigarettes. And um, which is annoying. It's like, we're still far apart from each other, but it's still, you can smell the cigarette smoke. And I'm just like, I understand it's an outside area, but it also is annoying to me when people smoke cigarettes. It's also cigarettes. in New York. You can't smoke in parks. Oh, yes, that's right. That's which right. Which includes the beach. Yes, yes. It is hot as hell. Why are you smoking on a hot day? <laughs> I'm just like, does it not burn your inside? Maybe I don't know because I've never smoked a cigarette. Yes. But I always imagine, like, is it not just too hot for a cigarette? <laughs> like, I feel like I'd be one of those cigarette smokers that's like, oh my God, I hate that I smoke. Because I need one so bad, but it'd be so uncomfortable. Yes, it, I agree. It just seems like the whole, and also the taste. Like, I mean, I've never smoked a cigarette as well. So I don't know. Does it taste how it smells? Is the smell, you know, like that oh, smell oh, also just like, oh, like, not because just, I can't imagine all these people are smoking. <laughs> like, that would be like just awful and also dumb. Yeah, I'm it's like, disgusting. I, I really don't understand it. You know, the people that I've been seeing, you know, the, the people were very young. You know, I'm always too, I mean, everyone, people, you never know, but you know, they were really young people smoking. So I, I'm looking forward though to, um, to getting out. I, I think as long as we get, as we get, as the time goes by and we get like snatches of our old lives, you know, just like the going out and the eating, which I know you love and the drinking outside, you know, you'll, you'll feel a little bit better about, um, about things. Cause it seems like we're in it for a long haul. This yeah. I think, I think we made a good decision moving our wedding up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think by fall it's going to get scary again. Yeah. Um. I do. I. I definitely, especially because we we're seeing these spikes 
in corona cases in all these um, states that opened up their economies a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. And so that's scary. And I'm just hoping that New York doesn't have that same backslide because we we tried to be a lot more cautious. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just, you know, because we just have that many more people and we live so closely together that we didn't have a choice. Like, we had to just be, like, literally just, like, everything is cut off. But um, I'm just really hoping that it doesn't get really crazy in the fall. That's my concern because as much as last night was amazing, you know, going out to eat, like sitting at a restaurant, being served food Uh um, and outside, which is one of my favorite things to do. And the baby moms doesn't like it, but obviously (laughs) he doesn't have a choice. (laughs) Well, he was, it was, yeah, he was doing it for you too. Hello? Sorry. So... Um. Yeah, I, I I love that we're able to do that, but at the same time, um, I just I hope it doesn't cause us to backslide, so that when we come around the fall, we're having a difficult time, or we start seeing a spike in cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's more concerning to me than being able to go out and eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, then you'd be a crazy person if it was the other way around. If you're like, I need to eat, you know, you'd be like those people. I need to get a haircut. It's like, girl, people are dying. It's like, relax yourself. Yeah. It. Um, exactly. Right. It, it, it's like my eyebrows are the least of my concerns at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hoping that it, you know, it doesn't go because we we had to learn even when we first shut things down. I, you know, there were scientists and experts or whoever saying that we should have done it a little bit earlier. So it's just like we had to, we have to learn from that. And this next go round, if the virus does spike, to just be really, really um, cognizant and aware and just safe. Because I know people worried about the economy, but I'm like, you know, that there there is a right way to do it. We can sort of ease into it, you know, as much as possible. Right. But no, I'm looking forward to it. I just want to have. Uh, I just want to go to the beach. I haven't been to the beach in like two years. So the last time I was at the beach was probably when I was in Puerto Rico. And I think that was in February of maybe last year. I think so. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've been to a body of water. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. What um, I did see, we were talking um, last week about um, Dave Chappelle. I did see it. And I thought it was um, interesting. It was very, very short. I think it was, what was it, 27 minutes or something. And um, I thought it was, um, I didn't laugh. I probably laughed like once, but I did think it was good. You know, one of the things that he kept talking about, I thought was interesting, what you said about people not needing to hear another celebrity chime in and, and put their two cents in about what's going on. And I do think that was valid. But then on one hand, during the 27 minutes, he did express how he well, felt. Well, that's exactly what he's yes, doing. Yes, yes. And I think I think to a certain extent that is needed because, unfo- I mean, unfortunately, people look to celebrities, depending on who they are, as they have influence and they look to them as as their mentors or, or, or heroes and icons. And I think, certain, you know, they, they can't influence what people think. And I think it was good for him to sort of get out. He didn't need to, but I think it was good for him to sort of voice this and say how he was feeling. Cause I think there were probably people who he maybe swayed a little bit, I think. You know, it, it wasn't necessary, but I think it was good for him to do that. And I think also hearing um, a prop, you know, a, a, a black person. I think, I think it is necessary, not necessary. I think it's good when we get out and sort of 
express these feelings. I think it, it to me, it sort of cultivates more of a feeling of unity, if that makes sense, that you feel yeah. like. Um, well, I think part of it too, though, is that, you know, black celebrities have more money and resources available to them than non-black celebrities. So it's, it's, it's this showing of no, I'm not different because I'm a celebrity. Like, yeah, I have money and yeah, I have more resources or I have famous friends, but I'm still black and I still very much have this, these black experiences and what these people are saying isn't yeah. untrue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it sort of validates that for people who would like to separate black celebrities from the rest of the black community. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and they, yeah, they feel like it's the poor black people or the black people in the industry are people who don't have as much money. It's just like coming from where they're, you know, they're speaking, they remember those experiences. And even in their own wealthy upper class bubble, they still experience some of the same things. Absolutely, thing that other people do. exactly, yes. And I think that's all. That's very, very important. And um, one thing too that we talked about, we touched on this in the park about um, like RuPaul and like you know this sort of fe- people are calling out certain celebrities or calling out particularly cer- certain black people. I think too with how what they telling them what they should do. And mm-hmm. there's this whole thing about you know if you how involved you should be, what the, should that look like? And I feel and I feel like that's dangerous, but. You know, what do you think about that? I know you t- you talked about oh, it. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I, I, I felt like Dave Chappelle, like, I wish somebody would. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? Not me. Don't yeah. do it. Do not do it. Like, especially when you dare to call out Black people. Mm-hmm. Like, people who are living this existence and people who are having these experiences. Number yeah. one, like you played yourself mm-hmm. for, for for calling someone out, but number two, it's like black people also don't. It's 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 again this idea of like we owe this thing or we have to explain these things or the burden is ours to do. And yeah, it's like nah, it's not. And yeah. if I don't feel like explaining it or or stepping up to talk. That's my goddamn business. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of days we're just damn tired. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and we're inundated with these images daily. Okay, mm-hmm. if people don't understand it, daily of these things happening, of people getting shot in the street, women. Uh, that video of it was like five officers trying to take down a pregnant woman. Yeah, like really, like we we're inundated with these things daily. And it's exhausting, yeah, um, and upsetting, and it's traumatizing. Yeah, it's very like, traumatizing. So to continuously go through that trauma over and over and over again, and then to have somebody on the 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 other side talking about, oh, well, you need to be vocal, or you're not being vocal enough, mm-hmm. or you need to speak up about these things. Yeah, I, I'm sorry for lack of anything, a, a more eloquent response. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, like. I don't know who you think you are, but you've got the right one on the wrong day. Yes, like, yes. No, just no. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. And that goes for what you're saying. That goes for anyone. It don't matter if you're black and you're saying this. It don't matter if you're not black and saying, yeah, anyone of any race. If another black person is expecting you to do more, then yes, it goes the same. Mind your business. We all have different experiences and we all trying to cope with this in different ways. So yeah, I, I think that's very important because that also 
yeah, like I said, it has come up and I've sort of seen things and been aware and even just conversations with people, just, you know, how they'll call out certain people. And I'm like, we don't know this person. We don't know what this person's going mm-hmm. through, you know? <laughs> And, uh, we don't know what this person's doing. Yeah, exactly. And we also live in this social media world where social media has become to a lot of people the only place they get their news yes. or information. Mm-hmm. So they assume that if it's not on social media, it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's like, this person's been given to this organization or doing this or doing that. But yeah. if they don't put it on social media, it's not real. Yeah. So we can't trust that it happened. It's like, mm-hmm. relax. Like yeah. You get the Ari Lennox, relax on that. Like You have no idea what yeah. these people are doing. Mm-hmm. No, what it is. But while you want to be over here calling out celebrities, you need to be calling out these companies. Mm-hmm. Okay? How about you calling out these banks? Yeah. Call out these Fortune 500. Yeah. Like, call out these folks whose money... I'm who who whose businesses you keep putting your money behind. Yeah, yeah. Like, child, don't even. Oh, but by the way, I have, to, I have to pivot because I what? don't know if you have been on social media much today. But when no. I tell you these Karen videos just got me going, I, just, <laughs> I mean, they, the... they have brought so much joy to my <laughs> What? What is? It's just the videos of these Karens freaking out. For um, utterly nothing, and it's like it's it's equally ridiculous and hilarious. Yeah, um, because it's it's just like watching them just spin themselves into a whole frenzy for no reason. <laughs> it's like literally like a black man just looking at them, and then yeah. they're like, "You're attacking me!" <laughs> crazy, and it's and it's it shouldn't be funny because we all know it's dangerous behavior. Yeah. Um. And and it and it leads to some dangerous consequences, yeah. um, unfortunately for for black men and women. But mm-hmm. child, if just for the laugh factor of it all, oh <laughs> my god! Like <laughs> this one guy, I guess the <laughs> the woman, she cut him off their drive. Oh yes, she cut I, him off and she gave him the finger uh-huh. that he followed her home. Yes. <laughs> And then he's recording her, and she when he records her license plate and her <laughs> and her, her the front of her building, and she loses it. Oh, she cover her license plate. Yes, I I was crying. I was like, I, <laughs> I just I couldn't. And I yes. was like, you know what though? Like it's one of those things where it's like that's what you get because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure someone's watching that video and they're like, oh, he's super petty. Yeah. Like, okay, people cut you off and flick you off in traffic all the time. Uh-huh. But it's just like, not today, Karen. Oh, yeah, not today. Not he wasn't having it. He was, was not, not having it. Here for it that day. Yeah. And she thought she was going to get away with something. She tried to be slick, and then she tried to be slick with the mouth. <laughs> and she got what she got, and she deserved it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was just that whole, because when I first saw I did actually see that one. And when I saw it, I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, is someone planning this? Because nope. she was just acting, she was like hysterical. And it seemed, it was like, he's not even touching her. He's barely saying anything to her. And she was like <laughs> yelling, oh my gosh, like shaking. It was like, is she going to have a seizure? And I was like, oh, this must be a joke. <laughs> I was ridiculous she it was. It was so ridiculous. And I was like, this is a joke. This must be um, like they're just putting on a skit or something. you know. And But it wasn't. And I said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and then sometimes I'm thinking these people. I'm like, do, uh, do they have like, do they have mental health issues? Like, is yes, it's they, <laughs> they had another video of this woman 
going apparently because you know i think too sometimes these videos are dangerous depending on what's happening because they're taken out of context because you don't know yeah, what happened before they, or after they start recording right exactly the thick of whatever's happening yeah and you're just like i think right now the climate is i'm taking the black person's side because i don't know what the hell happened and i think nine times out of ten they're probably right but i also think <laughs> it can be dangerous because you're just like well i don't know what happened before and after this video you know but anyway there was a woman who had um she she apparently she had been going to this black this black woman's house and filming her house and taking pictures of her house because her yard was messy and she's like and the black woman was filming her as well she's like you need to leave my property get off my property she's like you don't even she's like where do you live you don't even live here the woman lived like she didn't even live on that street she lived a couple of blocks over, but I guess she had been driving by and she said that she didn't like the way the woman's house yard looked and she needed to clean up her yard. It was going against city regulations and that she was going to call and report her. And the black woman was like, do whatever you need to do, but this is like the second or third time you've been over here. You need to stop harassing me. They were going back and forth. The neighbors were coming out. This woman felt so entitled, like I said, to go to another street mm -hmm. and film this woman's um yard to call on her and then the woman was like leave me alone leave me alone she was standing there but whenever she whenever the woman would get close to her she would like freak out it was the most insane like insane exchange i've seen not nice exchanges and not as crazy as that woman who was screaming hysterically but it just like the fact that you felt so entitled that's like me going to your street and bothering you about what the fuck your yard looks like i'm like what, 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 That's what, literally what kind of the world? same thing, Stanley. That was really. It's the same. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm just, I guess because you live. What I mean is, like, if it was like the next street over or something. But yeah, it's my. It, it, and, and I keep thinking when I see these videos, I keep thinking something's wrong with these people. Like, I'm like, no, this can't be real. And then, but we've seen so many of them that it's just now commonplace. Also, too, why do the people keep doing this? It's like you know that people are gonna videotape you, Karen. You know you're gonna be blasted all over the internet. Do you not care? Why do you keep doing this? No, that's what you said. entitlement. That's the biggest thing. They think, oh no, people are clearly gonna see that I was right here. Entitlement. That's oh that's what God. entitlement does to people. And yes, they do have mental health issues. Racism is a mental health issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. If you think that you are inherently better than another group of people or that that group of people is inferior to you uh -huh. or literally for being who they are, you being who you are, that is a mental health issue. It's a disorder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Black people, unfortunately, have been through so much trauma we also suffer from mental health mental issues, health from yeah. racism. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're both, we're like, we're the recipients. Mm -hmm. And it, it is what it is in itself. So, yeah, we are yeah. a part of it. We also have mental health issues, which is why yeah. we need to go and see somebody. We need to unpack this shit. Mm -hmm. We need to be in therapy. We need to be working out, you know, all of our shit. Because when you really think about it, it's like most people, when they talk about their their daddy issues and their relationship issues and all this trauma. And I mean, all the, the drama and the bullshit, most of it will come back down to the way that they were raised or the experiences that they've had. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of it has been shaped by racism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's very true. That's, that's very, very true. My therapist gave me this book, which is, I don't know if I mentioned it, it's like my grandmother's hands. And the author talks about a lot of, 
sort of healing from racism and healing from growing up as a black person. It, it, the book is really, he says, for three people, for white people, um, black people, and um, police in this country. And in each chapter, he deals with sort of the healing. And he really, he wants it to come from the body. He's like, we sort of take in these things and they live. He's like, a lot. it's important to work on your mind, but he's like, a lot of that working on your mind is really concentrating on your body and how these things manifest in us and you know how black people have you know hypertension and all these things and he's like it's really about looking at that trauma that was caused and how and and for black people especially like how we think about ourselves how we view ourselves how we know we're viewed by other people and that weighs on you and and it's the first I'm excited about it just because I know that there are some things in me that I have to get out because of racism. You know, and you would think, I would think, oh, it, it, it hasn't, not that it hasn't affected me. I just, with all of the shit that's happening, now I'm like hyper-focused on it, you know? And, it's, and, and I'm realizing how the ways that I think about being Black has been shaped, shaped around racism, good and bad, you know? Yeah. And how I need to sort of deal with that trauma. And it's weird because it's like, well, we're like in our 30s and it's 2020 and you would think, that we wouldn't have to be talking about this, you know, but it's, oh, just, it's forget it to the yeah. ground. Listen, yeah. I've literally just had today someone and a person of color, a non-black person of color say to me today, um, she was talking about my hair. Oh, I love your hair. Mind you, I had a wig on. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like a tight curly wig. Oh, I love your hair. I love your hair. Can I, and she went to touch it. And then there was another black woman walking by and she was like, yeah, I love your, her hair. Mm -mm. The black woman had locks. And like, she was just so eager to point out how she didn't like this other black woman's hair. Oh, I don't, I don't like it. I said, I said, her hair is beautiful. Yeah. She was like, no, I I prefer yours. Maybe, you know, it's just a preference thing, but no, you know, yours is more natural. But I said, her hair is clearly natural. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where it's like, lady, it is. Oh, Wednesday afternoon. I'm oh, trying to no. run an errand and get back home, finish my work. Like, it's just, it's it's a burden on me uh-huh. to even yeah. have to stop and correct you right now. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I even have to, that we're having this conversation, like you said, in 2020, mm-hmm. where you would still fix your lips to say something negative for no reason at that. Yeah. About yeah. this other black woman's beautiful natural locks mm-hmm. as she is walking down the street as unbothered as can be, not paying you any mind. Any mind. Nothing to do with our conversation. It it didn't serve the, uh, like the compliment that you were trying to pay me. Those yeah. things are independent of each other. Mm-hmm. It just it really annoyed me. And this was something I was trying to explain in in a talk that I was doing where someone was talking about you know, people of color, you know, and black people. And I was saying, you know, those brands put their numbers out and it was very clear the difference between how many people of color they had hired and how many black people they had hired. And we do need to separate those things. We do need to cannot just try to rest on this idea of where we hired tons of people of color Mm -hmm. and, and, and think that that brings black equality and black equity. It does not. And within groups of people of color, black people are still discriminated against. And um, I'm not saying. Hello. Hello, You broke up a little bit. I'm sorry. Do you hear me? No, I hear you know the last thing and you said was like, within Yeah, I'm not saying this to um to drag other other minority groups, but I say this to say that black has been made the the bottom of the bottom 
and yeah. the things that you don't want to be, no matter what people you are. You don't want dark, the darkest skin. You don't want the wooliest hair. Mm -hmm. And and that resonates through all people of color. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that not only do you have colorism within those other groups of people of color, but you also have racism and, and discrimination against black people yeah. from those groups or from those people of color. And that seemed to be something I had to explain to some white people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it boggled my mind, but yeah. apparently, like, everybody is not aware of this. Um, but that lady saying it to me today was just another example of that. And I'm just like, it's wild how I just ran out my house to, to run a simple, quick little errand and experience this in such a yeah. short amount of time. in such a small mm -hmm. window. And also in light of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels it feels almost like you should know better, right? You should now. know better. But you should, uh, people still don't. And people feel how they feel. Yeah. So. Yeah. But better for her to say it so I could check her. You could check her, yeah. And 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 what you just said to me makes me is something that I've you know I've been happy because I'm like, I'm glad people are using this opportunity to educate themselves. And there's a lot of talk around, you know, not just with white people who are educating themselves, but it's also with other people of color who need to do it because that shit runs rampant. Like you said, black people will be we're considered to be on the bottom and everyone wants to look down at us, blah, 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 blah. And um, you know, when you what you said is true. There are lots of people who are doubling down, who are not taking this opportunity to learn about what's going on, who are just turning their nose up. Oh, that's some BS. They're just rioting. Are they just complaining again? And it's just, and it's just, and it, to me, it's just the ignorance and not even the, the lack of empathy and the fact that, again, people have been talking about this for hundreds of years, Black people, and then that you still think we're crazy. And also, that you don't question the things that you've been taught, the things that you learn in school. If anything, if anything that you would take out of this is to question some of the things that we've been taught in, within America. You know what I'm saying? That would make you look at the things that your gut, like all this political shit that's going on. We talk about, we don't even know what's facts and what to believe. You think that everything they taught us in school is true? And the fact that we are just learning about, you know, the Europeans and people are now tearing down statues of people. You think that's all coming out of nowhere, but people don't want to look into stuff and just do a little bit of investigation, boo. Because they're comfortable. Yeah. Nobody has an incentive to, to shake shit up when they're comfortable. It's when they become uncomfortable, then it'll start to become a thing. Oh, maybe we need to look into this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You think? Yeah. Speaking of elections. Yeah. Hmm. I voted. Primaries. They yeah. Happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did my absentee ballot, sent that shit in. And you went to the polls, right? Yeah. How yeah. was that? I mean, it was fine. You know, I live in an immigrant neighborhood. Uh -huh. Oddly enough, though, I just, I had this, this thought in my head because I usually bring the form that they mail you just so I know, like, exactly which table I need to go to to get my ballot and all this other stuff. And uh, I don't know what I did with it, but I was like, whatever. So I was like, what if they give me shit when I get there? Sure enough, the girl's like trying to ask me all these questions. And I just stopped her and I said, listen, I've been <laughs> here for the past few years and I voted here uh -huh. with the same ID. I said, this is New York. I said, you see my driver's license says it expires 2023. I'm never going to get a new one until then. Yeah, That's how people do it. I've been living here. I said, I've been living here. I said, just, I just need you to let me know which table I'm getting my ballot from. So they looked it up because I was like, child, no. like, today it would be that day. Yeah. 
I'd have to lose it. Like they'd be recording me. It just made me think about um the 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 um November 2016 election and I, I was thinking I was talking about this the other day where I had actually witnessed a Karen weaponizing her whiteness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the Karen language and all of that back then. We weren't calling them Karens, but I I told you this story about how I went to vote. You know, we used to live in this very hipster neighborhood that it changed, Uh changed over from being predominantly black to very white and very hipster. Mm -hmm. And, but there was still some remnants of some black folks and, you know, these black folks are from all different types of walks of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this man was there with his daughter, and she was maybe like five or so. And this white woman was on the phone cussing up a storm. And the guy turned to her, and he said, could you please stop cursing in front of my daughter? Mm-hmm. So her response was to cuss at him. Oh. And you could see the anger, the level of anger. Like, he was just so annoyed. And he was like, you know, he got, he got louder. He, he was like, ma'am. I told you to stop cussing in front of my daughter. She starts screaming, I need a cop. I need a cop. Where's the police? I need a cop. And I was like, the the few other black people in there, like we all, like I was close enough that I witnessed what happened. I feel like one other person was too. And then there were two maybe a little ways away. But just the fact that she was screaming, I need the, where the cops, where the cops, I need a, a police officer. Because this black man told her to stop cussing. Like, we all turned around ready to go. (laughs) So the cops come over there. And I I just instinctually, I'm, like, pushing everyone out of the way. And I'm like, officers, what do y'all want? What do Mm -hmm. y'all need? Because I just stood here and I witnessed that whole thing. So if you want to know what happened, I can tell you what just happened. I was so mad. And you know what's funny is that I saw that lady again. So, you know, we clearly all live in the same neighborhood. I saw her maybe twice again after that. Oh, wow. And of course she had no idea who I was, but I, I wouldn't forget her face. Yeah. I, if, I saw, if that lady walked by me today, I would remember. And, you know, I'm like, what if I just attacked her you know, <laughs> in the street? It, it, like, what if I, I just was like, today, Karen? And I just decided, like, I'm going to physically attack in the street. And mm-hmm. she would have no idea why. Yeah, why? And it's like this, this because she did it so cavalierly and yeah. so nonchalantly. It, it, it didn't affect her uh-uh. leaving that room. Yeah. But all of us were left with that. We were left with that impression. Like, I'm still telling this story four years later mm-hmm. with all the details very vivid in my mind about what happened. And yeah, she probably just after that day was over, she was like, whatever, back to being a Karen. Mm -mm. But, you know, what if what if we weren't there to step up like now officers? No. Yeah. What happened? (laughs) What happened? I don't remember. They're like, what happened? So she's hysterically telling them whatever. And he's like, I asked her to stop cussing in front of my daughter. And mm-hmm. she starts screaming for you guys to come over here. Um, and then, you know, being the black people, we're all trying to chime in all at once. We're like, ah, <laughs> she got to go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so they were like, everybody, they were like, you guys just separate from each other. Everybody, could you just cool it? Jeez. Because it was already a tense day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the cops were just like, not today. <laughs> you can tell they didn't even feel like being bothered. Um, so they, they asked her to just move from, mm-hmm. from there. Um, and I, I just remember just telling him, like, do not be distracted by what you came here to do. Yeah. I was yeah. like, listen, like, she she would love 
for you to like yoke her up so the cops could could drag you out of here and you don't get to vote. Mm-hmm. Don't let that happen. I was like, don't don't be distracted. I, we were like, she was wrong in every way, but yeah. fuck her for this moment. Fuck her and her whole existence and make sure you do what you came here to do. Just don't even focus on her. Your daughter knows better. And he was like, yeah, you know, you're right. But yeah. I can't. Uh, four years that, later. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just like four years later. Same deal. More Karens, more weaponizing. Yeah. A new ele- another election. Yeah, it's. It's it's burning me. It's it's just like even hearing that story burns me up because I'm trying to like stay away from social media. And I had um, there's this clip, you know, it makes me think of think think of certain things. Um, like like just I was in the park the other day and I was watching this video, this clip that has been circulating about mm-hmm. New York and Queens, particularly Queens in like 1976, where the the black kids are being yelled at by all those the, the white kids and they're being calling them like niggers and like telling them to like leave. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was this thing that happened, you know, 1978, 1976. And it was um, the black families had started moving in and the little kids, the black kids were just riding their bikes and they thought they saw a parade because people were holding up flags. It was a parade. It was a parade to get the black people out of the neighborhood. Right. They didn't know this. So mm-hmm. they, they got, as they got closer, they were like, hmm, we knew something was, uh, something was off. And then they, then the people started calling them nigga. The kids were throwing rocks. The parents are just around. The parents are just standing around. The kids are like trying to hit them. And the kids, it was just the look. One of these girls, she's probably the tallest girl. Just the look on these kids' faces. And, and New York Times actually reached out to do a where are they now? I just watched like the the, the little bit of the segment um, on these kids. They couldn't find any of the white kids who live there, apparently. But they could find like at least six or you know, maybe like four of the black kids. And the and the, the video in the video, I remember I saw this video like years ago, and just the kids, the look on their faces when these kids were like calling them niggas and throwing it was it it, it was it was like heartbreaking. And I'm started like I'm like crying, like it just tried not to cry in the park and like I'm welling up now. It was one of the most, it was sad and it was hurtful and it was disgusting and it got me angry. And I just mm-hmm. felt, I'm like, these are little kids. And they were so well-spoken, like the little girl, she was like, how could you treat us like this? We're not animals. And she's like, saying the things that I've heard, she's like, we don't do anything to them when they come in our community. But when we come to theirs, then they just, then they want to kick us and treat us like dirt and dogs and all of these things. And these were like, and then even the woman, this is like, this is what, 40 years, 40 years ago, the one, you know, now they talked about what these people are doing. Some of them are lawyers, social workers, mm-hmm. all the black people. And this, as she's describing this woman who's just a social worker, she's describing what's happening. She was like tears. She was getting teary out again. It was so emotional for her. Even then, I'm like, this happened 40 years ago to this grown ass woman. And still that hurt. Her. Yeah. And again, trauma. Yeah. And it, it just, I, I just can't even, I remember my mom, this is a funny story, my mom was in the, gro- in the store, she probably would slap me for telling this story, but yeah. you know, she was in the store with someone, and my mom is very, like, quiet, she don't get in anyone's face, you know, whatever, she's not confrontational, but I think one of her close friends, they were in a store, and I, and there was a disagreement between my mother's friend and this white woman, and apparently, it's from my mother's it seemed like the white woman was wrong, was going off on my mother's friend. And my mother friend, my mother's friend started crying. So my mother was, she's like saying, I don't know what it was. It just welled up in me. And my mother's like, I pushed her out of the way and got this one. She's like, you, she got her friend. She's like, you don't let this white woman speak to you this way. And she's like, you gonna let this white woman talk to you like this? And then my mother just started going off on the lady. And it was just like, 
I, you know, it just made me think of how it's, it was like instinctive, it, it, instinctual. Is that a word? Instinctual. Yes. Uh, it was uh, just automatic that my mother was like, she went back to Alabama and it was like all she could see was this white woman, that type of trauma that mm. we just continually deal with and live with. And it takes like one or two remarks and we all know where it's coming from. We it take it like, just like you were with mm -hmm. that woman and she was like, I need a cop. And it, it, it you knew what it was right away. That doesn't take an in. I, I don't know. I just it, it just sorry. Because then it's also things that you've experienced, and it comes back to you, and you're thinking in your mind, you're gonna say all the things that you did not say that first time. Uh -huh. You're going to yeah. You are going to express yourself the way that you didn't or you wish you had yeah. when that thing happened before, and you didn't. You either didn't have the vocabulary, or you just didn't have the wherewithal. To say yeah. it, and you're like, oh, you're getting all of it today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember, please, listen, being in the fashion industry yeah. and, like, being told was nouveau PR. I'm putting it out there because it was run by this extremely racist woman who invited me to this event. And then me and my friend show up, and she's like, oh, this is a private event. Mm -hmm. She stopped the girl from letting us in, who clearly had just checked our names off the RSVP. Oh, wow. And she looked and she was like, oh, that must be a mistake. And I'm like, no, it's not a mistake. We were invited. Oh, well, I'm not sure who invited. I said, you invited me. And I pulled out the email and showed her the email <laughs> and the RSVP, the, the email conversation between us and the RSVP. Oh, well, that must have been a mistake. Oh. I'm like, it must be a mistake because you are out of your damn mind. And mm -hmm. my friend wanted to go ham. And I was like, oh, no, girl, we are not about to give this lady the satisfaction. It's a party. I do not care about going to this party enough to be bothered. Yeah. I was like, uh-uh, I can't be bothered. And to this day, it's like I'll still get like random emails from them. And I was like, one of these days I'm going to email a lady back and I'm going to be like, um, I don't know if this email is coming from the founder, but she's a racist. Never email me again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, I'll never forget that being told at the door of a, of an event that I was invited to, oh, it must be a mistake when mm -hmm. my black ass shows up with my black plus one Yeah. that we can't come inside for no other reason too. So that's some bullshit. Yeah, you see, yeah, that happened a lot in the fashion. And when a child, let's not even, yeah, no, me. I've heard some I of your story. Yes. And so, which was lucky. why I was like, uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and make this little pivot out because <laughs> 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 I just about had it. <laughs> Listen, people, you know, people are coming forward with these stories. Editors, influencers, black editors, influencers are coming in forward with these stories. So she's lucky you ain't put you haven't put her on blast because that's what everyone else is doing and holding these people accountable I, I for the shit blast. they did. I will put her on blast with no qualms. No questions. Like, yeah, I have no issues doing it because she needs to hear this. Yes, um, she does need to hear this. She I needs agree. To take her little racist butt and go in a hole somewhere. <laughs> I love yeah, that. No, she <laughs> damn sure don't need to be running any PR. That's <laughs> I love that. That sounded like someone's mother. She need to take her racist butt and go in a hole somewhere. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, sometimes you don't have the most eloquent language, but you get the gist. <laughs> oh, no, we got the gist, but it's something like your, you know, your mother who doesn't swear, curses much. You know, she she, she mad, but she just can't get it out. It's like, okay, all right, you real upset, ain't okay, you? <laughs> should, should, I, should I go 2020 on them? Yeah, go 20. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll leave it at my 1940. <sighs> 
25 responds. Oh, yeah. So, yeah and, we all knew what it was. We all knew what it was. And I'll, and I'll leave it right there. Yeah. If you like this episode of Black Hipster, mm-hmm. you should subscribe. Uh, subscribe, rate us. We are everywhere you listen to your podcast. All right, yeah. everywhere might be an exaggeration, but most places. <laughs> um, so subscribe. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can follow me at the Shalwa Evans on Instagram. You can also follow me at Always Fashion Week. I did not give up. That oh, episode. yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. You can follow yeah. me at Standrick W. And, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I think and, um, that's it. We're every week. Yeah, exact, exact. <laughs> I'm like, exact, exact. Yeah. All right, darling. We will talk soon, okay? Till next week, baby. Bye, everyone. Bye.